0: Welcome to the Plastic Please Be podcast.
1: We are your hosts, Trey the Explainer,
0: and me, Miles Greb.
1: A podcast about the natural world,
0: things that people claim are part of the natural world,
1: and things that used to be.
0: Trey and I have been talking about doing this for a while now, um, because I think we met on Twitter. I believe, yeah. yeah <laughs> um, I'll just tell a little about um, what I do. My name is Miles Greb. Uh, I am a comic book writer and. Uh, sci-com guy i helped organize the march for science a couple years ago and i create a couple of like pro science comic books um probably best known for after the gold rush which is a return to optimistic science fiction and follows the last scientist she returns to earth to find it to state of wilderness really inspired by like cosmos and star trek this kind of view that science can help us understand the world better and make the world a better place if we're devoted to it and then um clovis which is my more paleontology anthropology comic which is set in North America about 14, 12,000 years ago and follow some of the first people there, the Clovis that I, I mostly did because I wanted to kind of give those people more focus and deal with their story more because I think they're important to humanity, but also because there's lots of cool megafauna in North America that I wanted to see drawn. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's kind of what I, I do. And um, Trey here, you may know from his awesome YouTube show, I'll let him talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a YouTuber. I, I I used to talk. My main focus was on dinosaurs and cryptids. I've since branched out to like history and anthropology and stuff. Essentially, if it's science, I'll I'll probably talk about it on my channel. Uh, just like educational stuff, all kinds of things. <laughs> I have trouble describing what my channel is yeah, about. Yeah,
0: it's basically <laughs> um, weird old stuff that isn't around anymore that we wish we knew more about.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: I think we both kind of have this, like, love for things, like, that we just know the surface of, because I think, you know, we're both, I believe, like, methodological naturalists, you know, we Mm. believe in, like, evidence and things that we can see, but we also, like, like the things that, like, your imagination really can bounce off of. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because I think, you know, like, cryptids and stuff, I don't think, I don't believe in any particular them are likely to be true, but I love the ideas of these monsters and stories and, Um, like I said on Twitter the other day, you know, I think that a lot of our love of like Bigfoot, for example, comes from like a grief that we have kind of like killed the wilderness. And like, we can see the trees when we're driving down the road, like, especially Mm. me in the Northwest, you know, I can see the dark line of the forest, but I know that if I parked my car and walked in there, I wouldn't find anything that I don't already know is there. Right. And I think that there's a sadness in that. Yeah. So I think some people deal with that sadness by expanding on their belief in monsters you know mm. um that's probably pop psychology and not accurate but that that's um, <laughs> what i uh romantically I, I, believe
1: i agree i agree with that i think it's yeah. like I, I did a video on like dna evidence and stuff in cryptids and that the fact that like uh, dna has sort of robbed the world of like cryptids where y- you can essentially just identify them now and if there's not really dna evidence it, it's pretty it's pretty certain that it's not real um it's sad. It's kind of sad that like the world's shrinking. It's gotten so small, that there's very few places for things to hide anymore.
0: Yeah. One uh, thing that really dissuaded me from my kind of more magical worldview that like I grew up with when I was younger was I forget the name of it, but they scanned all of Loch Ness in the late 80s, oh, early 90s. Yeah. And, and I was like, we're going to find it, guys. It's because that's my favorite monster. You know, yeah. the Loch Ness monster. It's, it's so like romantic and cool. And then there's just nothing. And yeah. i really, I, I had to accept that, you know, I, I, and then like now we have the, but, but maybe it's hiding in a cave, right? Maybe.
1: There's maybe. like five of them. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, then we,
0: but then we have eDNA, right? This environmental DNA database where you can kind of like look at like a whole web of the ecosystem and right. there's just, there's nothing down there. Yeah. You oh. know, it, and that, that kind of evidence, the eDNA evidence is just so compelling. It's what are you going to do? Right. But um, the, the, the history of these these creatures um, and how people talk about them is still interesting, even if the animals are not real, because it's, it's just about the animals that are real, us, and how, mm-hmm. we, how we view our surroundings, how we talk about them, how they inspire us. And those stories are still interesting, even if um, there's nothing creeping and crawling out there.
1: Yeah, I agree. Definitely.
0: And I mean, there's still stuff to be discovered. I mean, right, the megamouth shark wasn't known until like 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, that was the seventies, right? I don't know how long the seventies was.
1: Seventy, seventy. I think I kind of was like the same. I think it was seventy six. Because the
0: nineties was ten years ago, so I guess that's like twenty or thirty years ago.
1: Yeah, no, no. There's still stuff out. It's definitely in the ocean. Like I don't know. Definitely not megalodon. Everybody goes yeah. for megalodon right yeah. away. If you're, if
0: you're wondering our take on megalodon, no, it's a, no. <laughs> it's it's a strong
1: anti-megalodon stance. Yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, other things like we'll put I that don't in know. the
0: tags of the show:
1: anti-megalodon podcast. <laughs> uh, other like other species, like there's definitely tons and tons of fish species yet to be yeah. identified. So don't I, lose hope.
0: <laughs> I came up with the name of the podcast mostly because you know the famous Loch Ness monster photo, right? The Surgeon's General photo. Mm-hmm. taken by a non-surgeon
1: um <laughs> kind it, of
0: yeah it was a photo fo- is a photo of a plastic and wooden plesiosaur you know and that plastic and wooden plesiosaur kind of inspired the world and although the monster that it's supposed to you know represent isn't real that plastic and wooden plesiosaur sunk into the lock mm. so it is still out there so the oh monster yeah it is they never, never recovered it wow. they never recovered it and that plastic ain't going away <laughs> So it's still out there. The Loch Ness monster that inspired everyone lives to this day and it is still in the loch. So there there's still a little bit of wonder out there even if we have to make it up ourselves.
1: That's amazing. I like that. Wow, I, I, that's an amazing. That's great. I like that.
0: Poetry, baby.
1: Again it's like poetry so if they rhyme. Mm-hmm. Every stanza kind of rhymes with the last one.
0: Hopefully it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um so what we're gonna do on the show normally, we're gonna talk about a couple of little anthropology, archaeology, monster kind of sciencey stories, you know. Um, so some stuff that interested us, and then we'll probably talk about some pop culture monster archaeology thing. And then each episode, we're gonna watch a uh, Monster Quest. Um, if <laughs> so, if people don't know about Monster Quest, um, is on History Channel one of the most thought-provoking, evidence-based channels it is. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, used to do this show where they would have a bunch of people go look for a monster, and then every week they wouldn't find it.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there was yeah. one where it was on, like, giant squids or something where they found, a like, sure. new video. But that's the one exception yeah. out of, I don't know, how long was um, it on?
0: But we kept tuning into it, oh. so we really can't clown on them too hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see. So, first thing I wanted to talk about this time was... Um, in in Peru, which is in South America, um, mm-hmm. we often think about, like, in archaeological time, you know, the Inca and their really awesome civilization that we had there, mostly because for us in the West, when the, the Spanish came over, that's who they encountered. But there was a lot of different civilizations up and down the coast of Peru well before this. Mm-hmm. And um, we recently discovered a temple in this region from the um, – try to pronounce this right – the – Koopa sneaker people, and and I, I'm, I'm that's my best. I'm opinion. awful. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't I, complain. I, yeah, I believe it, I believe it's Koopa but I could be wrong. Apologies for that. But the important part is um, this farmer was e- escava- e- excavating um, somewhat clumsily to build his new farmland, and he uncovered this temple. And on this temple, there was a 3,200 year old giant spider painted on the side of it that was holding a knife in one of its hands. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, a pretty awesome God. Yeah. That's indeed what it is. Um, we can't see all eight of its arms. So he may have had multiple knives. So he could have been a dual wielding spider God, but this is not known to us. <laughs> um, so th- like, this is a really awesome find. I just, I just love yeah. that, you know, like monsters and gods always have this kind of like powerful presence drawn through societies that have never met each other all over the world, right? We're just really good at making up monsters. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the experts on this theorize that this spider god was some kind of um, ceremonial rain or water god because this this group of people was... Um, the, a lot of their agriculture and everything comes from the ocean and fishing and there's there would have been a river here in the past. But um, we don't really know for sure scientists like to say ceremonial when they find things they don't know what they are right ceremonial
1: ritual yeah like
0: like they have pottery from a couple thousand years uh closer to our time um Mm -hmm. from this similar people and they have spiders on them and they're water like um you know pottery containers so they assume that it's like a water god but i don't know maybe they have a really awesome story about spiders (laughs) bringing down rain maybe they just Maybe they called themselves the Spider Boys cuz they were like a gang.
1: You know. <laughs> yeah.
0: First of all, don't say I went as Spider-Man. I didn't go as Spider-Man. I was Man Spider. Right. Totally different. We don't really know, right? Like I mean like the first image we have of um the Jesus character is uh like Graffiti of somebody making fun of the donkey-headed one, right? Yeah, ma- yeah, making, ki- calling him a donkey. Basically, <laughs> it's graffiti, right? So, like, yeah. I, I think sometimes, what um, anthropologists assume everything is very kind of like sincere, has, And has like an
1: important meaning behind and, it
0: and sacred. But sometimes we do stupid stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, like if if um, anthropologists in the future saw what we do, like, would the would they understand what dick butt meant? Like,
1: there's a really good um, book about this. What is it called? It's like a satirical book. It's like archaeology of a motel or something, Mm -hmm. where like they had archaeologists dig up like a a motel, like archeology future archaeologists, like thousands of years in the future. Oh, it's fantastic. And in the book, they're like, they've got like a toilet seat and said it was like a ceremonial crest or something. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it's essentially like them going through a motel and, and going through all these weird. Because yeah, a, a
0: toilet seat is like the yoke that you put on an ox. So a right. leader would wear it around his neck to symbolize that he was carrying the burden <laughs> for his people.
1: Stop. This is making too much sense. <laughs> See, like,
0: it's so easy to build these connections, you know? Like. Um, but I just thought this was a fantastic story. Unfortunately, a lot of the um, actual image of this um, spider knife wielding god um, was destroyed by the farmer. Um, oh dang! Yeah, so we don't exactly know like how much of this he knew he was destroying or not. You know, and if he had, he didn't necessarily have permission to be excavating this particular area. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's just wanting to make his farm. To make yeah. money, so I'm not trying to diss the guy, but it's really unfortunate because there's so much stuff lost in our past, and you really need to be careful when you're in these kind of like ancestral areas digging around, right? Yeah. And you can really destroy stuff.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Is uh, we we talked about this? Uh, it's like that. Uh, was it Monsters Inc?
0: <laughs> it's a musical. <laughs> yeah. Put that thing back where it came from. Also help, so help me. So help me. So help me. And cut. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Whenever that's you that's find true. something, leave it. In context of it. Don't bury it or anything. Just
0: yeah, because archaeology and paleontology, anthropology, a lot of it's about being careful. You yeah. know, it's, it's not Indiana Jones. The Nazis are not going to be out on your tail. You can't just grab stuff out of places and then destroy them afterwards.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And so you had a story that you wanted to talk about?
1: I did. I did. Well, you brought this up to me. It's uh, yeah. the story of these... Who are who exactly are these people? These bigfoot researchers who found, reportedly found a bigfoot thumb bone. They have a video of themselves on a on a website, and they're like, "We got a thumb bone right here." Where did uh, they find it? In Florida, in like a yeah. creek or something.
0: A swamp. Um,
1: swamp? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's a what is that one? Uh, the skunk ape.
0: Yeah, the skunk. The skunk That's ape. Right, yeah.
1: And they're like, yep, this is best evidence of Bigfoot. And um, they went on a sort of tangent about like the government covering up Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, (laughs) and yeah, as far as I can tell, it looks like um, I'm not the biggest bone expert, but it looks like a like a finger bone, like a phalange of maybe like a bear or um, maybe even like a person. Uh,
0: Yeah. My first thought was, yeah, cool. bear bone.
1: Yeah, it's so it, it looks it like finger bones, in a lot of animals look very, very similar. Sure. Um, so it's it's hard to like identify it directly, but the odds of it being like a Bigfoot, unidentified creature in Florida of all places, uh, it's pretty slim, I'd say. Yeah, especially.
0: Uh, I mean, like, so where did they find it? Were they digging, or was it at the surface?
1: Did they did not go into that? I think they. Yeah. Um, I can look. I can pull it up. Uh, I don't know. In the video, they just kind of were like, "We found it in in the creek." So I am assuming it might have washed out on like the shore of oh, somewhere.
0: Um, yeah, that, that's a very important part. If you do find something, you know the area you found it in tells an important part of its story.
1: Right. You so, can you, you know. can use that to date the age of it and, and stuff, and find more bones, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Um, so, like when you just remove all that context from it, it it devalues what you found. Right.
1: right so. what's all around you almost everywhere you look and makes your life better birds learn all about these beautiful creatures in this wonderful new podcast called birds of a feather talk together two experts guide two newbies on their journey to learn more mallard ducks ivory-billed woodpeckers hawaiian honeycreepers blue jays cardinals sandhill cranes and more each week we discuss a different bird and walk away with a better understanding of the birds all around us oh and we have a ton of fun doing it listen now you're gonna like learning about these birds i guarantee it that's, ex- that's exactly it when you find uh so native american bones are really common uh in the united states especially in uh the east coast um, there's a lot of just burials all over the, the place and whenever You do like a highway extension or like a building project you have to hire archaeologists to excavate and make sure that there's no important ceremonial bones or native american bones anything like that it's really important and odds are a lot of people are going to find it on their property um, just like just happenstance Um, best thing to do is probably leave it where it is and and call your your local government people i know that sounds suspicious like it's like agents or anything no it's just archaeologists here. yeah
0: so the black helicopters will come down to make sure that
1: <laughs> they'll go whoa whoa, whoa. bigfoot family buried here <laughs> uh i always yeah. think
0: that was an interesting apologetic from um, bigfoot true believers that think that the reason why we don't have any remains is that um they, they hide, hide themselves. They, they bury something. them, but wouldn't that make it so that they fossilize more and <laughs> right?
1: That's another problem.
0: Yeah, because scavengers wouldn't find them then, so we'd have more intact skeletons.
1: Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. It. I don't know. It's a. It's like a. I think it's a more of a dodging the, the the question kind of thing where it's like, oh, they they just hide them. They're really good at hiding. Yeah. They use like evidence of um, like bears going to like holes and stuff when they feel sick. Okay, and dying so we'll, in like holes so we'll find like, bigfoot holes then right it's 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 like a um moving the goalposts that's what it's yeah, like
0: because you're basically saying that there's that there are evidences of things we do know happening therefore that there's there's a explanation for not having evidence it's like okay, right. but if this kind of phenomena creates you know these impressions we should have those impressions at least to some degree
1: yeah yeah with the with this finger bone that was discovered um I'm hoping that these guys, if they really are feeling like it's Bigfoot bone, uh, they could test the DNA and uh, we could use that. that well, might that'd be pretty fantastic. Good. Yeah. You there's a lot do. of, uh, there's always like a, D- a Bigfoot DNA story coming out. Yeah, always. And you never hear, you never hear the end of it. You never hear like the, oh yeah, well, it was just a mistake. You don't really yeah. hear that. Uh,
0: well, the only one that I remember like explicitly hearing the end of was when the people found this suit and it was like, oh yeah. Dead animals.
1: I remember that. The the pig, it was like a, a monkey suit with like a pig stuffed in it.
0: Yeah, because I think the ending of that was like more incredible than the beginning. So that's why yeah, like the,
1: these guys were like, I don't know, we got arrested or something like that. I don't uh, know. I to look up that story. It was a weird story.
0: <laughs> Foolish behavior is what that is. <laughs> so we did see a movie this week that featured a giant ape.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, we yeah. did.
0: And he fought some kind of possible lizard creature
1: this is rampage with uh the yeah rock. we saw
0: a rampage, with the, saw rock. rampage um, with the rock we did like it <laughs> end of, end of no but uh godzilla versus king kong came out <laughs> which is um one of one of the first big movies um towards the tail end of the pandemic year we're not out of the woods yet on that stuff so mm. please wear your mask but you know it's it, we're working on getting towards the end and so godzilla versus king kong came out i know a lot of people are just wanting to see a big stupid movie and we sure got a big stupid movie, so um, I really liked it, actually.
1: <laughs> With... Oh, that's a, so the, here's the thing: is I, re, I I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as a lot of other people on Twitter and like I my see. friends seem to have liked it.
0: So, are you a Godzilla King Kong fan?
1: Yeah, yeah, I liked. Um, so I watched the like the entire more recent franchise leading up to this movie because mm-hmm. um, I saw. So I saw King of the Monsters in movie theaters. A couple of years back, and then I, I saw King Kong Skull Island for the first time, like probably like two months ago, and then I saw the Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie, yeah, um, a few a few months ago as well. Um, and they're pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Okay, I, I think King of Monsters is probably my favorite favorite one because it's really goofy.
0: Yeah, I like that one the best too. Plus, just Mothra and Ghidra in it. So. Yeah, I like, it like seeing it King better aura. on default. <laughs> So this movie, aside, I mean, we're not going to talk about this like as a pop culture film review. We're going to talk about like the monsters and science and stuff in the movie. Mm. You know, if, if somebody wants to hear like a film criticism, you know, go to Red Letter Media or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but generally, I like the movie because I'm a Godzilla fan. It was fun and stupid, but fun. Um, one of the biggest ideas, though, in this universe that they've kind of grounded everything around is this old idea of hollow earth. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mentioned to you the other day that, oh, yeah, there was Hollow Earth and King of Monsters. And you like kind of forgot almost. And you're like, <laughs> oh, remember, yeah, there like, was.
1: There was one line from the, the guy with like the glasses, like the comic relief guy. Um, he was like, I was right about the Hollow yeah. Earth theory. I, that's all I remember from it. Yeah. And then they, they had think...
0: like the um, Atlantis thing down there or something.
1: Oh, oh, my God. I forgot about the Atlantis thing. Yeah. Where they had the, the big Sumerian statues and stuff
0: yeah got oh, yeah. a little bed for godzilla he had a little
1: they nuked bed. him they knew okay i remember it's all coming back it's all yeah. coming back to me <laughs> um
0: so hollow earth was an idea that like has basis and pop well basis in popular scientists of the past like one of the first yeah. people to formally propose it was edmund haley who's the haley's comic guy right hmm. he he was trying to work out some flaw he saw in magnetism and so he basically like hey maybe the earth's hollow that solves it mm-hmm. and you know people kind of talked about that for a while and didn't give it much credence and then this dude in like like 1818 around there basically like said that there absolutely is a hollow earth and he made this big decree where he's like i declare that the earth is hollow and habitable and i pledge my life to support this and, whoa yeah he was very vested in it and he <laughs> he ran a big campaign about it and wrote about it he was kind of like i don't know like the alex jones of this thing right oh,
1: no. <laughs> yeah. maybe, that's, solo. maybe that's Howard. not fair to
0: the guy <laughs> <laughs> turn in the freaking earth hollow <laughs> um he actually got congress to vote on an expedition in like the 1820s to go. what that congress voted it down but, oh thank but, goodness but there, there was a vote where did they low. go? where do they go? So so just like in the King Kong movie, right? Where they go to the pole, and in the poles, there's a hole that goes down to the earth.
1: Oh, right? God.
0: So this idea in the movie isn't just them being fantastical. This is an actual idea. People believe that the that there were two polar entryways to the hollow earth. Um and that's how you do it. And so that's where the expedition would have gone. Oh so, my like, gosh. Yeah. So like these aren't just, you know. Random because it, would, it was fantasy.
1: reused in um Journey to the Center of the Earth with yeah. uh Jules, Jules Verne, yeah, which Jules yeah, Verne. which
0: and that's like um 1860s, right? So it's like 40 years later,
1: yeah. So and I guess idea... that's where we get the idea of like dinosaurs and stuff living in the hollow earth,
0: yeah. And some of that is because of we're at this kind of like post colonialism point in Britain and the West, right? Where we have kind of like gone into Africa and seen what we could see, and so a lot of Western you know white people basically were. Wanting more adventure, more places to go. And Mm. so this kind of fiction was like, oh, there's dinosaurs here, or there's monsters here. Because, you know, we found the silverbacks, and that was kind of like the last large creature that they were looking for and found. So Mm. I think a lot of that, kind of like there are dinosaurs there, comes from that stuff.
1: Yeah. The idea was like that if there's um, the dinosaurs got like trapped under there or something along those lines, I'll have to reread it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and then, you know, you have in the 1920s, Edgar Rice Burroughs at the Earth's core. When they go to the Earth's core and you have the whole, like, humans are controlled by um, pterodactyls that have psychic powers and stuff. Which, whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> that was a jump right there. Yeah,
0: these are the uh, Pellucidar novels. And I, I loved in the King Kong movie, when we go to the center of the Earth, which is through Portal in Antarctica, mm-hmm. um, you do see a bunch of pterosaur-looking things flying around.
1: Yeah, that that is true. You see, um, kind of like the pterosaurs that were in uh, uh, Skull Island.
0: Yeah, so I... um, Was that a
1: reference to the book, uh, to to the novel?
0: So I thought it was a little Pellucidar thing, but I don't know if it was. But they went to Hollow Earth, and there was a bunch of pterosaurs. So I was like,
1: hey, I don't know. Hey, that's awesome. All right. (laughs)
0: So the whole center of the Earth idea, like, has this long history of being kind of scientific in the beginning as a, you know, hypothesis to solve a different problem. And then it becomes, like, something people are really invested in. And then it becomes science fiction. And now yeah. it's basically, you know, just kind of irrelevant. Although there is an increase in belief in it. And I believe I believe somebody died trying to prove it right a couple of years ago.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Well, have you seen the, um, like, I know that there it might be, like, associated with, like, um, you ever hear of Mel's Hole?
0: Not um, off the top of my head, no,
1: actually. It's, uh, you ever listen to Coast to Coast? It's, like, this yeah, yeah. conspiracy... Yeah, yeah um back in like the 90s they had like this guy call in and his name was mel and he like reported um i think it was in oregon or or washington or something like that and he was like i got this hole in my backyard and it's and it's really deep or not backyard maybe it was a little further but it was like a a portal to like the bottom of the earth or the center of the earth and he died and he like he reported like people like dumping cows and stuff in it it was really crazy and then like so he was saying that he called in, like, three times, and each time he was like, the government's trying to take my hole. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really kind of weird. <laughs> and, and and at one point, he talked like about, like, the this, like, creepy, bloody fetus seal climbing out of the hole and, like, speaking to them telepathically.
0: I don't um, like this guy. He has a weird imagination.
1: Mel, Mel's Hole's great, isn't it? <laughs> Mel's, uh, I love the name Mel's Hole. And, yeah, and the, the host of Coast to Coast kept on trying to get him to send pictures of it and stuff. Sure and like his excuses for why he couldn't get a picture kept on getting crazier and crazier um like at one point he said that um, he re- was able to receive like a coin and the coin had a it was a dime or something and it had like an, it had uh had a president on it i don't know which one and it had like the year 1945 and he was saying that it was like an alternate history coin um, wow
0: yeah, it, it was it's fun. Yeah,
1: check check out Mel's um, Hole. I like the coast
0: to coast <laughs> episode when the guy says that he's flying in Area Fifty One on like a cheap plane that he has. And he's like calling in from. And he's like, oh, they're gonna shoot me down. And I'm <laughs> no.
1: What I've never I, I saw the one where he call, like a guy calls in and says that he's like he's like we need to get away from the high population areas. You need, And he gets cut off, goes, and he gets cut off. Is yeah. it crying? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I like the conspiracy stuff. That was, so a, that was a digression. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, for sure. We could probably talk about that for 40 minutes. <laughs> but um, there was a lot of, so other than just the Hollow Earth stuff, you know, there was a bunch of kind of like, I don't know, would you call it speculative biology, even just the weird monsters yeah. that were down there? There I was mean, a lot like, of, yeah. So there's the floating snake things.
1: There was like, yeah, they look like, um, like sort of, uh, what's it called? They look like gliding snakes. There's kind of snakes that look like that where like they can stretch out their ribs and flatten out and they can glide a little bit. How could um, they
0: even fly like that? I mean.
1: They were, it's really, uh, they're using the, the inverted gravity of the hollow I guess,
0: Earth. I suppose. <laughs> I mean.
1: They're really, they're really, really not, they're really uh, thin. Their bones are really hollow.
0: People uh, which means Kong try, like... should have
1: just punched him, and they should have shattered into a thousand pieces.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, <laughs> like <laughs> everything because like Ghidorah flies, he has wings. Mothra flies, he has wings, right? Yeah. Godzilla's atomic monster spits out atomic breath. Okay, I yeah, buy it. Like, I don't know. <laughs>
1: that's true yeah okay. at that point i have to criticize literally everything yeah <laughs> uh, yeah there were like these um so when i saw the, the trailer i thought that was going to be uh quetzalcoatl like oh the... yeah because yeah. i know on the map they show like a bunch of monsters and quetzalcoatl is uh one of them um but i guess not i guess uh yeah We, don't they didn't know. we have not yet.
0: they didn't have too many other monsters like i know you really want to see behemoth
1: I, I was wanting to see behemoth and i wanted to see tywin uh, uh, he's Behemoth, not a
0: Behemoth. <laughs> Behemoth is
1: the um, the like, mammoth-looking one. Sloth mammoth-looking mammoth. one,
0: yeah. That's like, like I said, that uh, Thomas Jefferson kind of thought a mammoth might look like, and they mm-hmm. kind of took this like ignorant drawing he made and turned it into a monster. Which one was the Tywin
1: one? Uh, well, Tywin Lannister was the the bio terrorist guy from the last movie. Oh, okay. Kingador's skull. And that oh yeah. So well,
0: well Kingador's. No, King Ghidorah's Skull came in. Sorry, he did come in.
1: Tywin didn't come in. We don't know oh, what happened yeah. to him.
0: Yeah, so they have, like, um, Ghidorah's Skull, which is very clean, by the way. They
1: did a good they, job of cleaning it. They, they got a good taxidermist for that thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they turned it into a genetic computer. Yeah. Which, um, you know, they have genetic memory in the movie, too. They mentioned before this, even, which is very Dune. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, that was an another wild concept. A whole nother pseudo science concept that just like gets a little bit of reference in the movie. There's just a whole much of like random um
1: you They call thought of something. this weird conspiracy kind of stuff. Like it's where it's like um I call it like gobbledygook. <laughs> okay, sorry.
0: So, yeah, some some things in the film that were pretty pseudo scientific was the guy made an anti GMO comment, which uh oh, really, yeah. really bugged me. I that wasn't the
1: Apple? He was Yeah.
0: I mean, he did take a bite of the apple afterwards, so I thought it was kind of like a joke. But then what he came started... from that
1: apple? What, he brought the that apple in and didn't want the guy to bite the apple. See, I thought there was going to be like a flash drive hidden in the apple or something. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Um,
1: uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but, anyways.
0: But, um, but then later he's talking about how fluoride in the water makes us docile.
1: Uh, I threw up at that. I wanted and, uh, to, I, I got irra- well I got irrationally angry because the girl what is her name the stranger things girl yeah. didn't like dispute it didn't like say like like she was like yeah I believe that too
0: that's the thing that I was, was like what so <laughs> one of the reasons I made my comic after the gold rush was like skeptics in uh media are almost always proven wrong and like true believers are almost always right right you know? and they did the same thing in this movie where the guy who believes all these like outlandish and dangerous in real world circumstance conspiracy theories he you was know, washing
1: can... himself with a uh, bleach Bleak, yeah so you know like say, that well, that's gonna like not be good
0: the movie had it textually kind of makes him out to be silly but but when it comes to all the plot relevant things like he was right. Godzilla and all the kaiju stuff he's right you know so like you can't really have it both ways
1: because well, and the fact that they had um Oh, i forgot her name the girl bobby, <laughs> bobby um, brown whatever yeah. her name is um the fact that she also believed in it sort of justified his belief In yeah because she didn't
0: i mean like he's saying the whole nazis fluoride thing and like fluoride it keeps your teeth strong people you need fluoride yeah. in, in your water you know like greenpeace and different groups have been against fluoride in the past so there's like real anti-science groups that do this so like this has real world problems it'd be like if he said anti-vaccine thing in the movie
1: right know? and and she and they kind of laughed about it and you're like whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa hey whoa
0: so, like, <laughs> especially when we just had a bunch of people die because of science denial or lack of commitment to science we really don't need to be making anti-science jokes in your monster movie you know yeah like it's yeah. fine if it's fine if it's like a stupid anti-science thing and send like earth hollow earth or it's easy to be sci-fi but like fluoride has real world consequences so. yeah
1: there's like a, i feel like there's a gradient of conspiracy theories yeah. that are like where they're harmless to like pretty harmful there's like the, the have you heard of the the no no real forests uh conspiracy where like mountains are or giant tree stumps and stuff
0: i wish i believed in that it sounds awesome
1: devil's tower is like a a giant oak tree that some that I watched the full video. There's a YouTube video where the person breaks it down, and they never talk about who cut down the tree.
0: I just so, imagine it's Paul Bunyan.
1: Paul course, Bunyan, <laughs> the um, kaiju called Paul Bunyan.
0: I just imagine a headline: uh, Geologists hate this man. <laughs> also, I, I I protest to Paul Bunyan being a kaiju because he's not a monster.
1: He's not, a, okay, okay. What about uh, the bull, blue yeah, bull? Yeah, babe, babe, babe. he walks.
0: Ba- ba- I don't know, you got to be a
1: monster. You
0: got to have some weird teeth or some weird stuff going on.
1: He's blue, he's blue, that's not okay, normal. Okay, blue, blue's weird, got it, sold.
0: <laughs> you win. See, that's, that's that's a kaiju. If if Paul Bunyan was green, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like Jolly Green Giant's a kaiju, right? Okay, okay. He's, he's half man, half green bean. That's that would be
1: great. They pull like a a Space Jam two and just bring in all these famous giant pop culture icons into the the monster verse so in the next movie.
0: Watch that trailer.
1: Oh, you didn't watch this? Oh, yeah. Better. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it looks like a Ready Player One part two.
0: Is Bill Murray in it?
1: No, or yeah, I don't, don't think so. And I don't care. Newman is Newman in it? No. Tell the world my story. Hello, Newman
0: newman hello newman
1: hello newman
0: hello Hello, newman Newman. hello newman see these are the people i want to see (laughs) um so yeah so you you watched the movie on your laptop you said
1: Yeah, no. That's I watched the movie. My setup was probably not the best. Maybe that's why I'm not like I was. I liked it. I just wasn't like electrified by it. And I think that's probably because I watched it on my laptop at like 3 a.m. on a on a on like a work night. Yeah,
0: John Lynch would uh, not John Lynch (laughs) on your David Lynch. (laughs) Yeah, David Lynch would come at your ass. John Lynch is the GM of my football team. Different person. Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone you will never in a trillion years experience the film you'll think you have experienced it but you'll be <clears throat> cheated it's a, such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone get real oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so we went to the theater because they had like super special COVID theater safety rules set up at our like local one. So like we're risk it. We sat in the back. There wasn't that many people there, but I definitely wanted to watch in the theater because they got the big speakers and I don't know. it, It was really fun to watch. Maybe I wouldn't have liked it if I'd seen like 15 movies this year. I wouldn't have liked it as much, but I just like that they threw so many random sci-fi concepts into the movie.
1: It was like slapping you. It was just like, oh, you're like, like before you even recover, there was a new concept thrown yeah, at Yeah, because
0: I mean, like, the whole, like, Ghidorah-Mechagodzilla genetic connection thing is kind of like some Acura Final Fantasy Seven that, like, <laughs> cyberpunk Shintoism stuff from the 90s. And then Hollow Earth, obviously, is, like, 19th century sci-fi, right? Yeah. And so there's just all these random things just popping up And then all of a sudden, Godzilla and King Kong are fighting, and I'm just like, let's go. Keep throwing more stuff in Godzilla
1: burned a hole through the center of the Earth? Oh, my God. Think about that. (laughs) It happened so quickly. I was like, wait, what? King Kong's
0: (laughs) like, I'm going to sit on this throne. I'm the king. And Godzilla just enters his DMs by just shooting fire right through the Earth.
1: He cuts through it, like, very quickly. Like, Godzilla. (laughs) Whoa. Also, there's some kind
0: of, like, 2001 space odyssey black hole kind of thing around the center of the earth
1: right? I, would, I i thought of that too. i was wondering like if they were implying that like in like a the hollow earth was created by like an extraterrestrial race or oh, an in, advanced race or something
0: yeah because there was like this energy field around it right right so it's not just like like the old hollow earth theories where you're gonna walk we're just a hole there with some good boots on like you're not making it
1: yeah, they went through. They took when they're flying cars, and and it was like, yeah, they went through st- like time and space. It was, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and it looked like it looked like two thousand one, where it was flying. Yeah, by just them. a bunch
0: of color and abstract stuff. Yeah, but uh, it was it was pretty cool. I you know it's interesting to see them have so many different sci fi concepts, and and the fighting was fun. Um, I I kind of wish that the Godzilla versus King Kong fight at the end against Mechagodzilla was longer.
1: Yeah, it's it, it seemed like. It was kind of I, well yeah i wish it was long because that was probably like 10 minutes or something yeah like well that.
0: godzilla fights mechagodzilla does okay mechagodzilla's like i have a million weapons lasers coming out of my knee and godzilla's like well that's bullshit and so <laughs> and so we defibrillate king kong which oh, is kind of yeah. funny because the old the like second or third king kong movie is all about him getting a heart transplant so like a significant percentage of king kong movies evolve his heart problems
1: he's got an awful heart you yeah, gotta I guess you kind of expect that from uh With from such gigantism. a giant creature yeah, yeah. Put um that blood to his head
0: yeah definitely <laughs> and so they, they defibrillate king kong oh my god the dialogue there was so bad they did oh. the they did that sci fi thing when someone's like, hey, do you think we could reverse the flux capacitor using quantum tachyons? And someone's like, like a balloon filling up with too much hot air? They're like, yeah, do you think that will work? And then they did it. It's just like, it's the, it's the, it's like what would happen in Galaxy Quest if they were talking about how bad sci fi writing is. Yeah. But they did it right in the movie. And I laughed in the theater. Well, he, I couldn't help it.
1: What did, okay, what did I laugh that was like just so ridiculous? Um, there was one thing like that where it was like what is going oh where um what was the thing with the f- she was she needed to get that the so there was the villain guy who was evil businessman.
0: Yeah, so there there was bad mustachio, and then um, then, there was, and then bad, there was his daughter. Bad hot girl who had like three lines.
1: She had three lines and she so she got the energy. So they needed they needed yeah. the new element or whatever that was yeah. that Purple God, stuff or the unob- blue stuff?
0: Unobtainium.
1: Oh, they need an unobtainium. Yeah, <laughs> it's just unobtainium now. Yeah. Um, Dude, and I love. She, that they got she emailed it. it to her dad. What, yeah, what, what they was that about? The-
0: they got the molecular structure of it or something. I don't know. And it then they like, literally...
1: It real quickly. From
0: <laughs> the center of the Earth through the 2001 Space Odyssey black hole through, I assume, the mantles there or whatever the Earth is made out of, and then <laughs> to its computer in like 45 seconds. So, if anyone who works at Comcast is watching this, why isn't my internet like that?
1: Okay. <laughs> that, that reception's were really good down there
0: because i mean that's upload speed too that's not download speed that's ridiculous my upload speed is nowhere close to this and i live in a metropolitan area
1: oh my gosh yeah it's
0: yeah, yeah. a bit ridiculous <laughs> but whatever she got squished like a coke can it's whatever yeah
1: she got crushed um they were giant bat just...
0: people Backwards.
1: Oh, was like the the they look like um Mitch McConnell. Um they are like owl creatures. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> well they have like they have like raptor faces, right? Because they have the long sloped beaks. Uh, yeah I think they had three toes. But they were like bat in every other state. I don't so I don't know what family or clade they're from.
1: Yeah, I think they just throw stuff together. Who knows? Um, like
0: what, what's Godzilla? Godzilla has three toes. godzilla also
1: has gills which is really interesting yeah Um, so
0: he's like a bird right because he's three toes but then he has gills
1: he has gills and then he's also supposedly like like really ancient like permian age if not earlier so it's weird so
0: so so any likely if godzilla is an actual biological creature any similar phenotypes you'd have to modern creatures would just be examples of convergent evolution, I assume. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he's just so ancient. Um, yeah. And I think like people have looked at his skull. Like I think his skull was in promotional theory or something, and it looked a lot like a mammal skull, which was really interesting. He's yeah, just well, a that's fish match of stuff. That,
0: that's because like. we—he's uh, the main character.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, we got it, to make it, him it, more. That's the main character
0: effect on evolution. You have to make them more, <laughs> more like the species you're telling the story to.
1: That's true. That's yeah. true. I like a King Kong analysis, like where he fits in on the. I guess yeah. he's a big gorilla.
0: Yeah, he's um, he's just a, a silverback, I guess. Well, it, it's interesting
1: because um, Skull Island is in. I know it moved location. So it's it was. South of Hawaii, apparently? It was south of. It was, it's like near, like. It's like Easter Island where it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I guess, like, in that case, that would really mess things up evolutionarily because I think, like, who might be closest related to like orangutans and stuff like that? I don't know. It's an interesting question, right there.
0: It was. Uh, I thought it was disappointing. They decided to kill off all the people that. Lived <laughs> they, on the island. they
1: killed off all the, the. I wrote down their name. The the Ewees.
0: This indigenous group of people. I know they're made up, but still, they just get killed off. I just kind of felt like that was a bit.
1: Uh, yeah, that was. It was. It was. I felt like it was. It was lazy and convenient. I think that's yeah, one of the things. It, I was like, oh come on, like, like I realized they have interesting. The
0: the young actor, you know, and she did a good she's probably the best actor in the movie, quite honestly. The deaf
1: I, I liked her part her parts were probably her and King Kong were probably the, I think the, the yeah, strongest part they of the movie. Should
0: have cut out all the other human characters.
1: Oh yeah they really definitely didn't the, need them. Just the her podcaster. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay, <go> <laughs> but just um just just the I I apologize for not knowing her name, but the young girl who did the sign language um was that asl do you know my mom i have i I have no idea if that was
1: accurate or not
0: yeah but so she was doing sign language with with kong i thought she was cool i liked her a lot and but i kind of just you know like removing the i know again i know they're not a real indigenous culture but they they have a lot of indigenous tropes in them that westerners would put into an indigenous Hmm. fictional group right so like i kind of don't like them just genociding them off camera
1: yeah I just, there was definitely yeah. a um there's something in anthropology or at least something my old professor called it was called the ferngully effect where you yeah. turn indigenous people into like one with the forest
0: but yeah yeah so
1: like connect with one, animals and stuff really well one it's of my buddies crow kind of
0: song we worked on a couple of comics together you know he's an indigenous artist and writer like we often talk about how a lot of times like you know americans when they talk about native americans they basically turn them into elves Yes. You know, like they act like they have a magical connection with the forest. The same the, thing uh, with cryptozoology avatar. People. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like um, cryptozoology, people are like, oh, well, Native Americans had a story about a monster in the woods. So therefore, Bigfoot's real.
1: Right. It, it removes that they had their own cultures and religions. And uh, I don't know. They, they couldn't just make things up themselves.
0: Yeah. First of all, they're humans. <laughs> so pareidolia works on them, too um second of all a lot of the stories have metaphorical meaning people don't necessarily always believe their cultural stories yeah and then also like a lot of those stories the creatures like disappear or reappear and only appear on certain times they don't treat them like they're a biological entity
1: right that's what you'll see um we'll probably talk about this later when we get into champ it's like i've seen a lot of people use um like native american religious beliefs and mythology about like um what is it the water leopard or water lynx or something and they use it like oh that's evidence of a plesiosaur in the great lakes or something well maybe not it could just be just something that like it's like the.
0: let's get into it so basically i I wanted to call this segment where we talked about pop culture and negging dinosaurs but we don't have to call it that (laughs) um but yeah so you know that's basically our look at king kong versus godzilla i thought it was pretty good i think yeah i liked it yeah, I think we both thought there was some dumb science in it but then some fun dumb science as well It was um, very
1: fun it was a fun movie
0: yeah. It's it cool a lot of if you're the kind of person who likes to go deep dives on subjects you know look at all the different weird concepts they brought up and then you know go down a Wikipedia hole and learn some stuff and I think it makes the movie more interesting if you do that so
1: I, I hope I hear one that's thing sure. I hope we go back to the, the ecosystem within the hollow Earth because we only saw a very small amount of stuff.
0: Yeah, I um, would. I'd be a buyer for a movie that was like two hours long in there with no human characters, no dialogue.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I, I know I, that I, like, um, what's the the Peter Jackson, um, King, King, Kong. King Kong, yeah, where he there's like a book where um, there's like they have a whole mapped out ecosystem and ecology that's like filled with all these sort of um, dinosaurs that survived and evolved <laughs> after after the extinction and have changed and they and all this
0: connecting and lost ecosystems. their feathers apparently.
1: <laughs> yes it's very convenient that they lost their feathers and <laughs> <looked> exactly <laughs> like exactly like how jurassic park depicts them. it's yeah. uh what a stroke of luck that was <laughs>
0: Jurassic park is like a blessing and a curse for dinosaurs it's like the yeah. best dinosaur movie that's ever going to be made so people just love it but they want dinosaurs to look just like that and it's like um
1: it's like when they made the zilla in the in uh the 1990s with the uh, zilla man Oh, sorry, Zilla, where they had, like, the the little... They had, they had Godzilla have ch- kids, and they were, like, the size of raptors. Yeah. And they were just ripping off Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah. Oh. Sad. So, Monster, <laughs> yes. monster Quest. Mo- monster Quest. Monster Quest.
1: Witnesses around the world report seeing monsters. Are they real or imaginary? Science searches for answers. On Monster Quest. Real or imaginary science Uh, or whatever whatever he says, it's
0: ridiculous. So, you may remember the show from the big purple eye that would appear. That was their change it to the green eye over time. How could they do that? Purple, that's like
1: Back in my day, Monster Quest had a purple eye, (laughs) it was they changed it from like an ape eye to like a lizard eye like well, see, green... the purple
0: eye it, it could be bigfoot or it could be a black dog it, it could be anything you know werewolf
1: yeah werewolf. Werewolf episode. yeah
0: so basically the show is they take mostly american but sometimes international monster stories when the, when the
1: budget allows international yeah.
0: and then, <laughs> then what the show does is it it picks a couple lucky archaeologists whose name got drawn from a hat and it sends them on a field trip. Um, they get they get some nice camera equipment. They get to meet a local kooky guy, and they go on a little field trip.
1: They meet an elderly person who's, yeah. like, always above 56 years old. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hello. So,
0: <laughs> so our first episode is Champ, which yes. is basically the Loch Ness Monster of North America, I suppose.
1: Lake Champlain yeah. I'm saying in Vermont. Yeah, Bernie Sanders monster. Yep. That's the Bernie only Sanders. that's all I know about Vermont is <laughs> Bernie Sanders. I'm
0: I'm once again asking you for a clear photograph. <laughs> um so yeah, they, they go through the first the first sightings. Um, they use the phrase that I I actually wrote down because it's so beautiful. According to one version of history.
1: (laughs) What? That's amazing. I I missed that.
0: I was like, well, what a great sentence.
1: Well, I thought, so here, I wrote this down in my notes. I called it the proto-ancient aliens. Yeah, Um, definitely. I felt like this was a very, it was very, I I was surprised how balanced it was. Um, But you could see the seeds of what was to come in the history channel. You could see that eventually they would get rid of the skeptic interviews and just focus entirely on the sort of kooky people
0: yeah so like basically you have sightings from a long time ago kind of
1: Mm -hmm. you know they always use um something like a a spanish explorer in 1611 or something
0: so you know there's sightings but i mean what can you make of those as evidence right like if somebody in the 1700s or 1800s is like oh i was on this like I saw a large creature, you know, we're not saying they didn't see something in the water, but what does it, what does that help us? It doesn't really get us anywhere.
1: Yeah. You know, well, so they like... used um, Samuel de Champlain's like first yeah, sighting. Um, first and Champlain. if you actually look back, they, they well, they, then they fixed themselves later on the episode. I took notes and I was like, it's like, that's wrong. Um, but then they fixed, they corrected themselves. So the champ origin story is that this, um, I think, English explorer, maybe French, I'm He's not sure, French. maybe French. Yeah. French, I he guess that French. last name is a teller. <laughs> yeah, it's a giveaway. Um, ah, the French. Um, he was exploring the region and he supposedly saw like a, a big snake creature with a, a horse head or something come out of the water. Um, but that's actually like an apocryphal story. If you actually look at his stuff, yeah. he, he talks about like fish. Um, and his odds are he just was describing like um, it, first off, off the description is completely different. Um, he described something that's like four feet or five feet long and like as thick as his thigh, and it's probably so like an alligator gar or something. Or a sturgeon. Not alligator gar, yeah, long like gar or something like that. Sturgeon. So,
0: like, yeah, a lot of these
1: they're misquoted.
0: Yeah, just like the for the Loch Ness monster, for example, the stories of like Saint seeing it from a long time ago. If you actually look up the sources, they don't quite say what people want them to say.
1: Right. You know? With Loch Ness, there's um, Saint Columb Columbia Columba, where he see he. Uh, but the thing is, if you look at his his history, is he essentially sees monsters everywhere. Yeah. Like he well, fought they... like a giant whale at one point.
0: They're out to before.
1: get him. Yeah, yeah, they were really angry with uh. These monsters hate Christians, man.
0: He, he stole something from the monster verse and they were
1: on his <laughs> He's the alpha.
0: <laughs> so basically, we have a bunch of old possible sightings from the past, which, yeah. if you look into them, they're not quite as exciting, but that's kind of the premise. There's people mention large aquatic something in the water sometimes. You know, that's hmm. kind of like your general premise. Um, and then, kind of, the main thing that made this explode. Was this one photograph, just like the Surgeon's General photograph, which they show in this again, even yes. though they know <laughs> it's, it's not real, fake. and they they kind of mention that, but like, why keep showing it then?
1: Well, the, the editing in this was was um, really bad because at one point they start talking about plesiosaurs and they throw up an image of a mosasaur skeleton.
0: Yeah. Well, that's um, all the same stuff
1: for some reason, and I'm like, whoa! I was like, I was cringing so hard. I was like, oh. Uh, they, they, the editor was like, he's got to meet those deadlines here. Prehistoric Seek Monster, they're downloaded off of Wikimedia Commons. Yeah. Uh, stock so, photo.
0: So you know a bit about this photograph, right?
1: Yes. The Mancy yeah. Mancy, I'm saying that right? Photograph?
0: hmm
1: Yes. They talk about... they talk. There's several things that they do not mention in the episode. Which um, are? Which are... So first of all is the... So first of all, uh, the lady... Mansi, i think she's she's died since then um she had cancer or something like that that's too bad um but her story changed um over time um there's there were contradictory details with later retellings that she did yeah Because um, that's
0: it, how a human memory works you know you don't remember the original time you saw something you remember yourself remembering it you know so right
1: yeah so in this version of events so then i think in some version she says that she was very um, ambivalent to taking the photo. She was, like, very emotionally calm mm. while taking the photo. And then in this, they say that she, like, collapsed to her knees and was, like, in complete fear and stuff. Um and there's several other details that change between accounts. So maybe she just exaggerated. That's that's not exactly like a, a debunking, but it happens with these stories. Sure. I always thought um, it
0: was odd she took one photo, even though she said it was there for like five minutes.
1: She said it was there for like, yeah, five or six minutes. And another detail that it was kind of weird is she um, was either, I've heard conflicting accounts. She was either unwilling to show the location of where the photo was taken or had forgotten where it was taken. Um, I
0: find the forgetting to be odd
1: yeah that she she was like i have no idea where it was like she's like oh we were on the the american side of the lake but i I don't remember like it's like that's a problem because we can't estimate the size of how big it was and stuff
0: i'm a fisherman and let me tell you i know the spot of the lake where i've caught every fish that i've caught. right you know so if i if i was hanging out with a loch ness monster i would know where that was
1: right like oh well, yeah, yeah, you would know about this stuff. So it's weird that she didn't take multiple photos, weird that she didn't record sort of the location. Um, interestingly, she does not, she does not provide the photo negative, like the actual. Yeah,
0: which is, they never do.
1: They never they do. Don't... So for And the thing is, is that the, the photograph is damaged. There's like scratches and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And I think, I'll have to look it up again, but I think she had, she didn't report it straight away. I think it was in like a photo album for several years which damaged it even further. Um Do we
0: do we know if the negative exists?
1: We have we don't know if the negative. Ex- she's not never exist. provided a negative and yeah. then she's of course deceased so um, we don't know. Um it's it's it, I've heard that it, like it's plausible that she lo- just lost it. But but, but con- it's such an but, important picture. Context
0: sure. contextless, like removing that context and looking at the photo itself, do you find the photo convincing of anything?
1: When you're really young, you find it really convincing because, like, the, how the necks arched and stuff looks Definitely. really, really cool, and it's looking away from you. It's very dramatic. but yeah, when uh, I
0: was nine years old, it was absolutely convincing. Yeah, no, it's yeah, I, I kind
1: of consider it one of like the most convincing cryptid images out there. Period. Sure. But because it um, has
0: the, it has the Im- it has the thing that you want in it. Yeah, right? it has that swan-like, elegant moving down neck, and it has the hump
1: yeah exactly it has that very distinct striking pose that you see in a lot of these uh these lake monsters but after seeing it now like it's it's a it's a very far away photo of a still object and we don't have several pictures at least with the surgeon's photograph we have like two photos of it at least
0: so Um, skeptical inquirer um i believe their hypothesis was that it was a log which yeah, i find pretty compelling pretty sure it's a stick a log mm-hmm. you know i've been on the lake and sometimes that happens you see logs drifting by that definitely is a real thing that happens on lakes you see it all the time mm-hmm. and i i mean i don't think i don't think it's an animal um she doesn't even mention it like moving too much right
1: yeah so. she doesn't really describe she just says it floated up and then floated back down um yeah which is very kind of like i you feel like you'd see the flippers moving or something like that um i don't know so yeah.
0: so Assuming that, I mean, everyone wants to say it's always a plesiosaur or mosasaur or whatever, but I mean, those hypotheses seem less likely to me than it being any other kind of unknown aquatic creature.
1: Right, like a big turtle or something. Yeah, so like, Um, I mean,
0: I assume there's some specially evolved turtle in there more than I would that there's a 35 million year old creature in the yeah.
1: well even um the hypothesis they sort of put forward in this episode where they suggest that it's like a whale that was like trapped like an inland whale oh yeah Um, because
0: there's the lady in this video that is very committed to there being echolocation in the lake
1: yeah and i look I, i looked that up and i couldn't really find much information on what happened with that echolocation information i found like a vice article that talked about it um but it just said like, we haven't really been able to identify what that sound was.
0: It's basically uh, one person gathering this research. So yeah. I, I'm obviously not an expert on the validity of any of this research, but currently the scientific community is not, you know, responding to it very well. So right. Take, it, take, take if that there were in,
1: inland like, like marine mammals, like if there was a, cause we, there, there are like river dolphins and stuff yeah, that do yeah. go up inland, but, uh, if there was one, I don't think there's been a case of like things trapped in a lake. Um, I know that in Russia, there's like this really, really massive lake that has like seals that were trapped in there from when there uh-huh. was an ocean. Um, I don't think there's any examples of whales living in lakes or living well, in like trapped inland populations.
0: One thing I was thinking, lakes are basically inverse islands, right? Mm. Like, right, because there's like they're surrounded by land and and they're separated from the ocean. So like, I wouldn't a similar thing that happens on island evolution happen to lakes to large predators like this.
1: Yeah, they would get smaller. They would probably yeah, there would probably be a, a like I guess there might be island like dwarfism within lakes
0: because like, lakes are basically kind of like reverse islands.
1: Yeah, they, the animals would definitely change and evolve like adult a like a dolphin or or I guess like I think they put forward the idea that it was like a beluga or something. Yeah, um, if a beluga got trapped in a population of belugas got trapped in a lake, you would expect them to be very, very different than yeah, they, belugas they outside.
0: Less calories, and then they have less pressure to be larger. Mm. Right? Because they have less predators of size. So you think that they would shrink over time.
1: I think so, yeah. That would make sense. I just so, don't know if there would be enough food to sustain a population. Oh, no, like there that. wouldn't. There wouldn't. <laughs>
0: um, but So the same thing with the plesiosaur or mosiosaur, whatever a sore that they think that's in here. Like they They wouldn't be that big anymore I don't think
1: right if if we're able to find um uh what the pygmy sperm whales, yeah. which are really really small and incredibly rare if we're able to find those in the, the entire massive ocean, we should be able to find some inland whales in some some lake in Vermont
0: yeah. like evidence of
1: them. So that's those like, things. That's <laughs> so
0: like, is there ever been an eDNA study it's not mentioned of course in this um
1: uh, I don't think so no I know there was one done in Loch Ness yes. um they that like eel. they found eels um but I don't know of Lake Champlain
0: yeah I mean Lake Champlain does have sturgeon and sturgeon get quite large hmm. I mean they're like a really old species that gets gigantic and they have no bones they're like weird um so if you see a sturgeon surfacing, which they don't do much because they're bottom feeders, it would be quite a strange sight, but mm-hmm. nothing has this elongated gooseneck thing. Yeah, I mean, there's I... very
1: there's very few things in nature, or very few things that I know that have like the, the gooseneck besides like birds yeah. and stuff.
0: And I believe you did a video right on how you, you believe that a plesiosaur couldn't even make that neck shape.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Is so what um, paleontologists have found is that it's uh, plesiosaur necks. Um, they're really flexible at the end, but they're not flexible at the base. Mm. So they couldn't. So they could probably like curl their head around um, at the end, but they couldn't make the swan neck. Um, yeah, their, just like, bone, their anatomy wouldn't allow it.
0: Swans have that neck because they peck down and dig into the earth for worms and bugs and stuff. Mm. You know, but like a plesiosaur doesn't do that right they glide in ambush right they just wouldn't and
1: need that i've heard people make the argument that like oh they evolved to look like a swan so like at that point you're just you might as well just be advocating for a completely unknown animal well, yeah, like, well, why does it have to be a plesiosaur
0: you're just continuing to add complexity because you, right. you need so many steps and adding another step doesn't make it more likely it's, it's just more likely same... that that didn't happen
1: Right. It's like the same problem that Monkelium Bimbe and all that suffers where they were based Menchilium on... Monchelium
0: Bimbe, if you don't know, of course, is a um, brontosaurus-like creature supposed to exist in the jungle.
1: So. Yeah, and, in Africa, where they, they resemble something from pop culture at the time, like the reconstructions that have since become outdated. So we know that sauropods really didn't look like that necessarily, but...
0: Yeah, it's a Flintstones because... dinosaur.
1: It's a Flintstones dinosaur, so it's outdated, so it's stuck um, and the Loch Ness Monster suffers from this too, where paleontologists used to think plesiosaurs could do the swan neck, but, um, they've since found that they can't. So it's sort of trapped in this, in this outdated model where we, we know that the real animal doesn't look like that, but that de- our artist depictions at the time look like that. Um, so it's, we, it's, so it's kind of, you see it a lot of times with like living dinosaur
0: yeah, reconstructions. It's, it's a huge tale on these creatures. The fact that like when they they look the way that the people of the time imagined them, which is like kind of what I was saying, right? There's like this sense of like grief or longing for the wild, for the unknown, and then people just kind of see the shapes that they want to be out there.
1: Right. That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: Um, So overall, the the episode was kind of interesting. They had, I I apologize to the older shaggy gentleman. I don't remember his name. (laughs) Oh, the hunter, the monster
1: hunter. He
0: he was apparently very invested in the creature.
1: and And, they. They, they, got, cut they cut it on the last day. They say on the last day.
0: Yeah, they got him on this boat, even though he's not really running the boat or anything. They just like have some people with a giant lure with the camera on it.
1: And then <laughs> they fish just... lure that yeah, comes yeah. back later. They reuse that in later episodes, I think.
0: And basically, they put him on the boat to just say things about it, even though he's not running the show at all. <laughs> but he's like local guy who loves the monster is here, and he's on the case.
1: <laughs> they have a. they interviewed that old lady who was like oh i saw two of them climb yeah, out near she, my window
0: she said anyway. there was white ones brown ones green ones she's very progressive about her view <laughs> of champ um yeah uh, like they caught the classic video of people pointing to the water
1: oh i love those dramatic reenactments, re-enactments. Yeah. they have like the filter the blue filter on yeah them. Whoa, what's that well Kids, you know out of the water
0: yeah or or the people looking at the, the footage of the lure thing there's you know the director's like point oh, yeah. point to it and say something and then they, they all, and
1: so they can get the commercial breaks where they're like well yeah. what's that and it goes yeah
0: yeah and and then they said that they were out on the lake for an extended number of days i thought that was an interesting way to phrase that How, why <laughs>
1: Let's think several three, days or something was
0: it three days or <laughs> I, why why lie about the amount of days man
1: <laughs> i will it happens it, i think well, you know what i think here's my theory it, it, this might be slander i think they go out there they film the 10 minutes for the film mm-hmm. for the show and then go back in <laughs> uh, that's yeah, my fan theory. it
0: was cold
1: it was cold
0: nobody wants to be out there
1: um i like the i really like the biologist and skeptics that they brought on i think they actually gave some yeah, really they, good arguments they got
0: someone from the skeptical inquirer another piece of technology i thought <laughs> they had that was really like fantastic and great to see and i thought of any technology is going to be able to capture a lake monster it'd be this it was mm-hmm. the vhs player they showed
1: well, there was a V I, I did not see yeah, a VHS. It, it's player. in the
0: first three or four minutes. They they straight out have a VHS player. All, and oh my catch this thing, and I was like, I think a VHS player could do it. You know, I believe <laughs> in it. He he's been down and out, but he was good back in the day, and I think he's ready for a comeback story.
1: There's a. Uh, I, I like to. Uh, speaking of which, like the dated kind of stuff. But I love the early CGI, especially for the oh, reenactments where it's the,
0: like the plumpy flesh that looks like it's like filled <laughs> up with air
1: yeah i was I, I was i saw their little plesiosaur model and it was like that's awful like it's not aerodynamic at all or or not aerodynamic hydrodynamic it's very lumpy and yeah you wouldn't expect that
0: <laughs> well this is the thing that everybody says about cryptic so it's kind of boring to mention but like they they had to i mean what's a, a healthy population is like 255 right
1: Yeah, she brings it up in this episode where it's like at the very, at the very, very least 50 individuals.
0: Yeah, I mean, like there are species that can reproduce asexually and have large offspring, but they're normally not large predators.
1: Right, right. That's the thing is um, people have used this for for, uh, megalania, like they take the idea that some um lizards some like uh i think komodo dragons can do parthogenesis which is where like you the females reproduce um by themselves or or something along those lines
0: some some frogs can and it
1: and and they so what they do is like that's the reason why there's not too many of them is the females are just reproducing by themselves but they they take out the idea that this is a, a thing that they don't do all the time they do need some genetic variability and Yeah, that people don't when people talk about cryptids, they typically don't talk about like uh, population sizes and the genetics that are required with it. Well,
0: because that's not fun. What's fun is that there's a monster in the lake and it has a name. Oh,
1: I know. But like, like, the thing is is when we when you have like endangered species, um, there's a point where like a species is functionally extinct, where there's just not enough of them because there's not enough genetic diversity. They're just going to get like 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 the white rhino. The white rhino. That's a yeah, well, like that's the thing. Why, like, um, like it, it can be with it, it. It can be with populations that have like dozens of people in it. They're still very there low. Are
0: dozens of us <laughs> <laughs> take <laughs> us seriously. <laughs> we demand to be taken seriously. Oh, stop booing! There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens.
1: Yeah, it's like we'll probably. I'm probably going to, I hope I don't bring it up constantly, but that's the problem with cryptids is in order for them to be not be seen all the time, there needs to be few of them. And the problem with there being few of them is that they don't have enough genetic diversity Yeah, and well, it's not all a stable the, population and stuff.
0: All the cryptids are large charismatic megafauna. Right. Know, they're not like little finches or beetles because we do find new finches and beetles, even ones that we thought were extinct and haven't been seen for a couple hundred years but right. we don't find new charismatic large megafauna.
1: Right. That's exactly the case. That's why, like, uh,
0: I mean, you know, everyone wants to bring up the celiacanth, but hmm. like, I hate that damn fish. I'm tired of hearing about it. Number one. <laughs> I'm
1: sick of healing about the celiacanth. Nobody well. cares about
0: the big, ugly fish, but first of all, Western people forgot about it. The people who lived around it, they knew it was there. They just yeah. didn't care. Right. right. And then a, a Western scientist saw it and was like, Oh wow. Cool. But nobody was looking for it. Like, it was not a big deal. It's an awesome find and everything. It, we can learn stuff from it, but it's not really? the same as a gigantic bipedal ape monster or, a, I guess, a plesiosaur or some kind of brontosaur in the jungle. It's just not the same thing.
1: Yeah, no, Plesios, or not, um, Coelacanth is brought up literally every single cryptid discussion, um, especially with stuff that is prehistoric. And it neglects to mention that, like, we've since found fossils of Coelacanths after the dinosaurs that kind of bridges that gap. um, Yeah, the whole thing, the whole
0: thing about it being a living fossil is stupid. That's just how evolution works. Um, Just because it's phenotype or, you know, it doesn't change doesn't mean it hasn't had evolutionary differences.
1: Right. Yeah, it's uh, I'm sick of. Yeah, I'm I am 100 with you. You're anti megalodon and anti sealant. Yeah, yeah.
0: We don't we, we like possible <laughs> reptiles in the water, maybe, but no sealants and no giant sharks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the who's the guy who made the megal the megalodon really fat?
1: Oh yeah, where we like yeah the tubby sort of submarine looking. Megalodon. I like that.
0: It's a good like jab back at him. Oh, you want, you want to see Megalodons being real? Well, they were stupid looking. So, <laughs> deal, so deal with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Champ Champ is one of those things that it's so adorable. I think the idea is adorable that it makes me sad to, to, oh, to kick would, it to the curb like this.
0: I would love there to be lake monsters. Of all the creatures that could exist out in the world, I think link monsters are the ones that I most want to be real. Yeah. And... Every time I, I go out fishing by the lake by myself, I, I think about lake monsters. You know, I I love them. <laughs> it's just they don't love me back. <laughs> and That's the heartbreaking thing about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, if I if they were cryptid that it wanted to be real, it would, be, it would have to be something dumb. Like that... Uh, something dumb like Mothman or something. It's just giant, human-like I Mothman. I can't
0: start talking about
1: Mothman. I don't have...
0: I don't have wait. <laughs> this podcast will go on forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or one of the like, or that big like, there's like a South American, like uh, creature with like one eye and like a, a mouth where its chest is and stuff. So, Goofy. Um,
0: <laughs> so, how would you rate this episode for Monster Quest? Like one out of ten? Was, I would rate it. Grade it on Monster Quest scale, not grading it against like Cosmos or Citizen Kane or something. Oh, okay, just, okay. Just, <laughs> against Monster Quests, one episode's a ten. I don't know which one it is, and one's a one. Where do you think this is going to be on the scale?
1: This this rates on a scale of maybe like this is a solid seven. I think this was a good start um, yeah. for a series, and it it did what it had to do. It that, I, 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 it was good. It was short. Um, it didn't. It wasn't too bloated, and I liked how it gave a two sides of the argument kind of thing.
0: The plesiosaur looked a little bloated in the CGI. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I'd agree with you. I'd give it a seven. And the reason why is I think it was bold of them not to start with Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. You know? It's something obscure
1: that not too many people have heard of. They
0: started with a B tier monster. And I respect that because I like the B tier monsters. Right. Um, you know, they got a good photo, right? Obviously, mm. it's a log, but it's a really interesting looking it's log. log. It's a beautiful it's, log.
1: It's an amazing log.
0: It's probably. Top three or four all-time logs. You know, like if I was starting a website, www.bestlogs.com, it would be in the header profile. (laughs) So it's up there in in greatest logs. Um, I don't know. The the skeptical guy was there. gave a good take. Mm. They they did their best on the PlayStation Two graphics. You know, I like that they found a shaggy, weird local guy to pretend to be the captain of this expedition.
1: Yeah, I like how they found a grandma to talk about it.
0: Also, the nice scientist lady, who I thought was very reasonable and fair, trying to to explain how ecology works to these people. (laughs) I like the shot of her just walking by the lake.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she gave her explanation on, like, the windy side of the lake, like, yeah. oh, can we just do this in my office? Oh. They, d-
0: they didn't say any racist things about Native American myths, so that was That's nice. That's right, they did. I, I was surprised. I, I, I'm very thankful for that.
1: I um, was I was waiting for them to, to whip out, like, back in, before, in, in Native American times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, um, I'm worried. I'm worried as time goes on, we're going to see less and less of those skeptics.
0: Yeah, so, you know, um, it re- Research in research of it was kind of like the first big, weird, paranormal kind of show back in the day with mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy betraying his Spock persona by sharing a bunch of nonsense and illogic. Oh, uh, in
1: search of, I my, my dad showed me in search of, and yeah, uh, yeah, I got some it, choice words.
0: It's very old, but it was very cool back in the day. Yeah. Um, so that show, actually, if you watch it now, I think is more reasonable than you would imagine okay you know and monster quest i think is now more reasonable than people remember just because how bad it's gotten lately
1: yes yes
0: so you have things like actual factual megalodon is real episodes or movies i guess events on history channel you have mermaids are real stories on history channel right so like Things have gotten so bad that you watch Monster Quest and you're like, that wasn't too bad. Right.
1: You go you go into it and you're like, all right, compared to Mermaid Body Found, this wasn't uh, this wasn't straight up lying to my face. <laughs> like yeah. the bar is so low yeah. nowadays. <laughs> I feel talked down to, but not
0: lied to. And <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of bad.
1: It but... was no, it it was good. It was it was definitely being very balanced. I well, I very. I'm just saying
0: we have an abusive relationship with History Channel.
1: Yes, I <laughs> yeah. I go. I had to rewatch. I had to watch a full episode of uh, Ancient Aliens, and it was painful. Like this was fun, that was painful. It was hour and like thirty minutes yeah. or hour long. How it felt like forever, and it, it was. So bloated, and like, "Oh my gosh, you just stop thinking at a certain point, so um, if, uh, <laughs> if, if people, people like this
0: podcast, they might want to check out um YouTube videos from knowing better and uh, yes. then uh, is it alternative history right was the other one? Yeah,
1: alternate history uh, yeah, but... they did
0: a they did a cool dive into ancient aliens um I believe uh alternate history watched every episode
1: he watched, yeah, I was messaging him as he went along with it, and he yeah. watched every single episode and he was that. That was he was a lot of pain. I can tell.
0: Yeah, he probably needs some uh, mental health and uplifting. <laughs> so I feel, I feel bad <laughs> for the guy.
1: Well, because like you're, so you have a. Am I allowed to say uh, bullshit on this? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We're, this is America. Okay, okay. He, there's a certain level. You have a bullshit meter when you're watching yeah. these kind of shows, and early on, it goes off constantly. It's like a, it's like that seismic uh, earthquake machine. You bullshit, bullshit 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 and but but as time goes on you get worn down and the needle stops moving as yeah as much so you'll hear you'll hear a claim And like you won't react as crazy to it, you're you're numb to it. Your
0: brain does that because it hurts your brain to look at things that don't make sense. Like sometimes, if you see an optical illusion, like you feel like discomfort or pain trying to figure out what's happening, right? It's the same thing with bad narratives. You're like, wait, how does this fit together? And so, eventually, you just have to kind of accept it to ease your brain. That's cognitive easing, man. That's an actual psychological thing. (laughs)
1: And it was so bad that the first thing I thought of when you said that was a movie that I will not mention the name yeah, of. Please,
0: yeah, so we have a rule on this podcast. We're not going to talk about a certain film trilogy um, because <laughs> I go on a lot of different podcasts myself and people often want me to talk about it. So uh, I, was, I wanted to start this podcast with my boy Trey here just so we could talk about other things.
1: Yes, so, yes.
0: Not going to talk about that
1: thing. You probably will know... What we talk about, it, 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 what, what, what we're dancing around. Yeah, um, viewer.
0: <laughs> I thought of so many clever ways to say what it was without saying it, but I'm not gonna do <laughs> it. I'm just not gonna do it. Um, what,
1: what should I say? Uh, Photoshop gay people in the background, or uh, I'm cutting um, all this uh, out. <laughs> we're cutting all this out all <laughs> <of> the <this> time. <out. laughs> so
0: yeah, like. W- let us say we were making a monster quest right history channel's like you know what we want some credibility yes. so we're going to go hire a youtuber and a comic writer guy ooh, ooh. right that's how we get credibility with the kids
1: yes i'm a how you get the credibility
0: <laughs> i'm a millennial i'm still pretty hip i think you're a zoomer right so um, we, yeah. yeah so yeah. we we got we got two demographics together here we got a co- <laughs> we got a coalition we can make this happen
1: You're the the Malcolm in the Middle demographic. I'm the Fortnite demographic. Well, I think we win this one, pal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me taking
0: me and my boys. Um, If you don't like it, too bad. Life's unfair.
1: Life is unfair.
0: So if if they came to us, right? They're like, here's a couple million dollars. Here's a bunch of new camera equipment and a boat. Here's a shaggy local guy. <laughs> shaggy
1: local guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and nice old lady with a story, and oh, we get wow. to we get to come up with a show. How would we do an episode about Champ? What would you want to do?
1: Oh God, see, this is the thing: is I've become so um, disillusioned with cryptids. Where like sure. I'm like, oh, there's nothing here. Well, oh. Let's say it's
0: not Champ. If we just were doing it's a show a, okay. about cryptids, how? What way would you want to talk about it? I guess we're doing it right now. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> i guess it would be um more like cultural based, like where we talk about how the monster affects the local community and stuff yeah. like have people embrace the monster what they think about it do they actually believe it um it might be like more like ethnographic like anthropology yeah, that's
0: what's interesting like why do people still believe in champ right, right. i guess we don't really have we're just talking about here specifically like i don't really have a any data like how many people actually believe in champ but I mean like I if you grew up around that area I'm sure it must have some cultural meaning to you. Yeah. You know because there's like something I'm not going to use the word spiritual but there's something like a little extra about the lake because there's a story about a monster in it. And that mm. just it just gives you a cultural touchstone. It gives you some kind of extra value to your home where you grew up in. And I yeah. think it's hard it's hard to say no to that. I I know people are probably saying like a enthusiastic, yes, I think there's a monster in there, but they're just not wanting to say, no, there's not a monster. And I think that that's talking about that is interesting.
1: Mm, yeah, I think so, too. I think like the idea of like how people like, because I know like the local baseball team has it as like their mascot and stuff where, I don't know, people, people, people like to have something oh, special about their town. I um, wish
0: I played for that team. I played for the Thunderbirds, which I, guess, Thunderbirds? Is a, I guess is a cryptid. But, yeah, there's uh, a there's a lost yeah. tapes
1: episode with the Thunderbirds. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, there's a story about the kid who gets lifted up by the bird, right, and carried off. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think that shows up in a later Monster Quest episode. That,
0: that story yeah. might have happened.
1: Yeah, I there's could like, see that.
0: There's enough reports in on that one, where well, I'll give that a maybe. I guess.
1: <laughs> um, I know that, like, see, I went to West Virginia uh, dur- during the pandemic. That we had the trip planned out. I know that probably wasn't the smartest thing. We wore masks and all that anyways um i talked to people in like flatwoods and in um point pleasant and this one like chain smoker guy like he saw me taking a picture of the mothman statue in the center Mm of town and he just like he stopped his car and he was like he he was like an elder he was kind of old he was probably like 60 or 70 something and he like he was like a u a a just rolled down his window. He's like come here, come here, and I was like oh hello, and I was like kind of scared. Um, and he was like he's like what do you, uh, you want to know my my two cents about that statue? And as he was talking to me, like lit up a cig. He was Hell like,
0: yeah,
1: I did, <laughs> and he and he was like he's like you know what say what you will about him. He put us on the map. That's all I can say. (laughs) He put he put
0: us on the map. That's what I'm saying, (laughs) though, right? Like, like it gives you a bit of cultural identity.
1: Yeah, yeah. That guy was nice. He told he was like he's like you like pot. You like a you like you like a what do you say? You like pottery, and I was like, "No." And he was like, "Well, there's a there's a there's a store over there owned by my old friend Jeb. He you yourself pottery." And it was like, "Oh, okay." It was very odd.
0: <laughs> I was hoping he'd be like, "Hey, kids, you like Mothman?" You're like, "Oh, yeah, sir." And you walk up to him, and he just has a coat with a bunch of Mothman photos and paraphernalia.
1: Golf, awesome! I'd buy like all that kind of stuff. Definitely on. would. Keychain with a Mothman—that's what he does
0: every day. He gets up, puts on his coat. What do you? What do people get these trench coats? You just like Google trench coat for selling stuff on the street?
1: Do they haven't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like vendor merchant trench coat.
0: I should get me one of these trench coats.
1: You know, you come in. Of, it looks like Neo.
0: A lot of people are trying to get into making money through weird stock memes or crypto nonsense. I'm going to go old school. I'm going to get into the trench coat selling
1: stuff. Yeah, s- sell, uh, sell your comics in, the, in yeah. the trench coat.
0: Hey, kids, you want to learn about science?
1: <laughs> you want, uh, want want some dune? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, crap. Oh, shit. I can't sell. I can't sell the dune book. <laughs> shit, I will get sued.
0: Brian Herbert, if you're listening to this, I'm not selling dune books out of trench coats on the street to children. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been accused of too much. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you guys like this podcast, uh, it's yeah. our first one we did together. So hopefully it went pretty good. Yeah. I think it did. I um, did too. Yeah, we'll probably do some more of these. Uh, I think we're going to try to do two a month just because we both have other projects we're working on. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not the best audio editor. So it'll take me a while to get it figured out. Um, but you can follow me at, at Gold Rush Comic on Twitter. Or you can go to my website afterthegoldrush.space to buy my books and check my stuff out. And I'm sure they could uh, check out Trey stuff on Twitter and YouTube too. You want to give them your links?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a Trey the Explainer uh, on on uh, on YouTube. You can just type it in? I think my actual real URL is kind of a it's cringy because it's like old. It's like yeah. gamer creator. Oh, <laughs> it's something really bad. Uh, yeah. Something lame. So yeah, just look up my name on YouTube is Trey the Explainer, and then my Twitter handle is. Uh, Tre- at trey underscore explainer uh so yeah just check me out there uh See, yeah. my
0: my generation we uh, had all of our bad handles back on a different internet that exists now on oh. old like v- uh, forms and v bulletins and icq chat rooms and so like those names are gone thankfully <laughs> so when we were 12 and had to make our online presence you know we had stupid names we got a second chance to make our new ones.
1: Oh so. uh, no! See, I didn't yeah. get. Th- See, my channel is yeah. probably like. How old is my channel? Like almost like ten years old or something. Yeah, um, yeah, I got it when I was like making. Oh, this is some some inside details. I made like Minecraft videos or something. Of course, like that. you did. You didn't have to tell me. I <laughs> they're gone. Didn't. They're yeah. gone. I I don't think anybody can find them. I think they're they're. they're oh.
0: I'm yeah. gonna find him.
1: No, no, there's a flash drive somewhere in my, I'm
0: gonna, my house. I'm gonna post the truth about Trey the Explainer video.
1: Hashtag, hashtag uh, what's it called? I don't know. Really revealed. Yeah. yeah. Trey's a Minecraft nerd. He's been <laughs> hiding it from all of you. Under that Minecraft Simp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> early on, I was I was on that. I'm gonna join the, those people. Yeah. So yeah, that's why my if if anybody notices my YouTube URL, it's and it's like gamer creator one two three. It's like that's the reason.
0: That's super elite, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so I hope everybody liked the show. Yeah, uh, the, lo- the logo it. was created by Isaac Larosa, who does the After the Gold Rush comic with me. And the intro song is by Bill Spill, used with permission. From... And that's that. For the show. Yeah, goodbye. So, so long, folks. Thanks for joining. Watch next time. Yeah,
1: listen. Listen, man. it's so used to you too. Huh?